2: Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. Three of the biggest mistakes you don't know you're making. Destroying your marriage. you have an anger problem? I sure do. Sabotaging your children.
3: Come here.
2: The chaos that you're creating can lower their IQ, can lower their self-esteem. But you won't believe. So what do you suppose it is that you don't know? The biggest error of them all. You two are in violation of every single one of them. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. Ten seconds to we end. Love you. Well, thank you. This is gonna be a changing day you in your you. life.
4: Ready, camera five. Ready, three, take, track. Go, Dr. Cal.
2: Let's do it. Cal. 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 big question how many mistakes big or small do you think you make a day a week or even a month it could be hundreds when you're thinking about the small ones like turning down the wrong street or dialing the wrong number but it's the big ones that you have to worry about you know the ones like if you call your wife a name because you were mad or how you handle finding a few marijuana seeds in your kid's pocket now you know it's wrong at the time But what you don't know is how wrong your response can be as time goes by. So, if you're making these kind of big mistakes that have effects that you aren't even aware of, wouldn't you want to know it? Well, today I'm talking about three of the biggest mistakes you don't know you're making. And when I say you don't know, I mean that you may not be aware of the negative results these mistakes can have way down the road. Now, Orlando and Sarah are a good example of what is happening in many households today. They fight and they argue. No big deal. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, and they never resolve anything, which is not uncommon. 69% of disputes among married couples never get resolved. Take a look at this first before I talk about the big mistake they're making.
4: I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of fighting every day.
2: Obviously, you want to be
3: right. No, you I don't want to be, be right. right. I, I want to be hurt. Right. I feel like
4: I can't talk to him because if I do. He might lose his temper.
3: I'm not the only one in this house that has anger problems. She does too. She punches walls, she breaks doors. I patched this, but it still has holes like this base.
4: He broke a laptop computer. He's actually gotten in my face. It's like where he's like growling. His face is like bright red.
3: My heart's pounding. I feel like my eyes get red. He
4: wants to hit me and he wants to hurt me. If I were to do one little thing, it could throw him over the edge.
3: People know that I can control myself because I don't do it, but I do want to hit her.
4: He has a blank look in his eyes. It's a rage. He doesn't know what he's doing.
3: I look so like someone else.
4: He says I'm a bitch. That I don't take care of myself. I look messy. That I'm a good mom, but I'm not a good wife. That I'm psycho.
3: It takes a while for me to cool down. and yeah. hold grudges.
4: Me. I don't know if you're going to hurt me. And you say you won't, and you say that you would never do it, but you've come close.
2: Well, a recent fight between Orlando and Sarah got physical and had their daughter shrieking and shaking in the
4: I was telling him, I'm tired, I'm sick.
2: Sorry the dishes aren't done. If you act, if you act like that, there would be And that's
4: there the only tone no you got reason. out of me. He didn't like that I was raising my voice at him. He came over from the kitchen, and he grabbed my arms.
3: And when she started slapping on my face. And I just
4: remember kicking and hitting and scratching and doing anything to try and get him off of me.
3: I didn't realize that my kid was right on that corner.
4: And at that point, I just got my kids, and I just walked out of the house.
2: Okay, today we're talking about big, big mistakes that you don't even know you're making. Now, we're getting ready to talk to Sarah and Orlando here, but let me tell you, this is not just about them. This is so widespread, I know that because people fight. I mean, they do. I don't know any uh, couple that don't have disagreements, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Mistake number one, that you may be making, and you don't even know it, is destroying your marital bond. Now, you may think you're just arguing. You guys argue, right? You get upset? Do you have an anger problem? Uh, I sure do. Tell me about it.
3: Uh, Most of the times when we're in an argument, I think I lose control, and I feel powerless. I don't feel that I can get across a point that what I'm trying to say.
2: Is your goal that she understands you, or is your goal that she that she agree with you and comply with you is that your is that your definition uh, of what you want to see happen yeah i do want to get my point okay what's your goal when you guys get in these arguments
4: my goal is to be heard for him to understand how i feel and to give the best to our children
2: right now you know it's wrong to yell and scream right absolutely you know that you know it's wrong to call her names yes you know it's wrong to get physical and go shoving and stomping around the house yeah. So and what do you suppose it is that you don't know?
4: I don't know how to communicate effectively. I don't know how to get him to understand.
2: What's the mistake that I, think you, that, that I think you're making that you don't know? You don't have any idea? I do believe we're not assertive enough. Let me tell you the mistake you're making that you don't even know you're making. There are people that do nothing but research what you guys are doing right now. And I'll put links up on the website. And you know what people have figured out that research this? There are certain things that you can do in the way you fight that predict whether or not you're going to have a divorce with over 90% accuracy. Well, let me tell you, I I wrote down a lot of the categories that these researchers look at across time. You two are in violation of every single one of them. Do you call her names? Yes, I do. You belittle her? But it, it happens you curse at her. Yes, I do. You attack her character. Emotionally, yes. 90%. You guys are headed for a train wreck divorce. And if you're not going to change what you're doing, if you're not going to change how you're fighting, why you're fighting, how you're fighting, and even what you're fighting about, you might as well shut this down.
4: But that's, we're going to make it work somehow. That's why we're here. Really? We have to. What
2: are you going to change? Well, do you criticize him in, in, in a contemptuous way? Yes. Do you tell him he's useless? What do you mean you guess? You, have you been there for six years? One I don't want your justification. I want you to acknowledge the behavior. Yeah. You say, yes, I, I, I do it when I'm frustrated. I don't care why you do it right now. I just care oh. what you do. Do you lash back at him when he attacks you? Okay. And, and neither of you let the other retreat with dignity, do you? Yeah. At some point, anybody with any backbone whatsoever is gonna say, I've had enough of that. I've had enough of that. She's the most do you think wonderful she's, woman. Do you think she's a, a devoted mother? Absolutely, I have no doubt about that. Do, do you think that she's attractive? And, and what the hell makes you think she's gonna put up with you telling her she's a stupid bitch? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Because if you don't think there isn't somebody in this world that will scoop her up and treat her with dignity and respect. I got news for you. They're lined up. What you're going to have done is, is, is fractured your family and alienated your wife. And it's the same thing with you. You know, I'd rather be healthy alone than sick with her. I mean, you call him useless. He says you're stubborn. I mean, you, you know how to push. You get mad, you push. We do it to each other. We do it to each other. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out why Orlando and Sarah need to keep their fights private and stop giving their kids a front row seat. Not only are you sealing the fate of your marriage, you are programming your children to repeat your behavior when they grow up. Do you love her? Absolutely, I do. Will you miss her when she's gone? I always do. Because she is leaving. She doesn't know it yet, but if this continues. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, am I the only one who acts needy while dating? I've been
5: sitting around waiting for you to text me. That's
2: kind of rude. This is about insecurity. You're looking for a fix. Am I the only one that suffers from baby brain?
3: The knob that's between the rooms, the square thing, the (laughs) wood. the... I mean, I couldn't come up with the word door.
2: This does pass. It does take a real while for your body to kind of snap back. Plus, Dr. Phil's audience confessional. That's tomorrow.
3: The main problem that we have as a couple is my anger.
4: He has all the tools. He's read about it. He's gone to anger management. But is it really possible to change?
2: Well, today we're revealing the top three biggest mistakes that you don't know you're making. Now, what I mean by that is that you are creating permanent damage lasting damage and right now we're talking about it with regard to your relationship would you do the things you're doing if you knew that by choosing that you choose divorce with 90 percent certainty no you have such a chip on your shoulder that you come into this already with built-up resentment about what she did the last time right yes and you you, you can predict what he's going to do you, you've seen it you know when it's starting yeah And, you know, I've always talked about something I call the first four minutes. If you've been apart and you come together, you've been off for the day or something, you come together, what happens in the first four minutes is going to determine how the rest of that evening goes. If you open the door yelling, What's this, Bill? Why'd you do this? What's wrong with you? How come this isn't done? That's how it's going to turn out with 96% accuracy. They end the way they begin. On the other hand, if you say, you know what? Dr. Phil's right. If we've got some problems to discuss, let's set them aside. Can I help you in some way? Let me tell you about this, tell you about that. That too, come together in that way. But y'all don't do that. You begin with a really harsh startup. You've got to, you change who those children are. When they observe this aggressiveness, they become aggressive in their life. They have a distorted view, so not only are you sealing the fate of your marriage? You are programming your children to repeat your behavior when they grow up. You hadn't thought about that. I don't want them. Do you want them to be afraid of you?
3: And we're willing to do anything to, for these children, for us. And as a person, as Sarah, just as a person and me as individual, we need to work in all the absolute. Absolutely. I always do. Because what I've told you here, she doesn't know it yet.
2: But if this continues. Right now, is the calm before the storm and and we know that. Look, this situation needs a hero. You have the ability to say, I'm gonna change the goal that I have. My goal is gonna be that I, I want to be understood. I wanna tell you how I feel and then I'm gonna trust in you that you love me enough that you're going to try to find a way where we can both get what we want. You don't own her. You don't control her. You can't tell her how to feel. So what you've got to take a, a step of trust. You've got to say, this situation needs a... You have to do this. And we can have disagreements, but we're going to take them private. We're going to keep them private. We're going to focus on the issue. We're not going to assassinate one another's character. There are just, we're gonna talk about the eight non-negotiable rules all couples need to follow. If they're gonna fight fair and not determine a bad destiny to their marriage when we come back.
4: We have been separated three times. It's like every two years we have this cycle where we're good for a little while, then we end up separated for you know a couple of months, and then we start working harder, and he tries to put the stubbornness behind him, but then it always comes back to the same thing.
3: Things get better for a couple of months, and then things go up to the same loophole again, and here we go again, and we're just going in circles.
4: We can't communicate. We don't know how.
2: Today we're talking about the top three biggest mistakes people don't know they're making. Now, get what I said, don't know they're making. Now, Orlando and Sarah don't fight fair. In fact, they've been fighting in such a way that I have said research tells us that this is doomed. This is destined to wind up in divorce. If you're doing these things at home, then you need to understand that you are programming yourself for divorce. If you're starting these things harshly on attack... If you show disgust and character assassination and name calling, you forget about the issue and attack the person, you are sealing your fate. I mean, that's a terrible place to go. You, you don't wanna do that. If you use sarcasm and mockery and name calling, all of those things do a damage that has a long-term effect. There's nothing wrong with arguing. People that argue live longer. But there are rules that you need to follow if, if you're going to do this properly. And the first thing I've said is you've got to take it private and you've got to keep it private, okay? So the kids are out of this, right? Can we make that deal today? Oh, yes. The the kids are out of this. If you want to talk about something? You you just need to decide you're going to go take a walk down the street and let the neighbors hear it, but not the kids. You've got to keep it relevant. And, And it's so important that you stay on point here. You've got to decide, all right, what is it we're talking about here? You're talking about, I don't like the way she cleans house, or I don't like the way he helps around the house, or I don't like whatever it is. Decide what you're going to talk about and stay on point. You've got to avoid that character assassination of saying you're useless, you're stupid, you're stubborn, you're blah, 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 blah. And you've got to allow your partner to retreat with dignity. There's a point at which you've got to decide, my goal here is not to win, My goal here is to advance our understanding. Because if you win, then that means she what? She loses, yeah. She loses. Now, do you like losing? At anything? Of course not. So, why would you think your your spouse would? There doesn't, it doesn't have to be win-lose. It can be, look, I want you to understand how I feel about this, what this this says to me. And maybe it's my culture, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, whatever. this is how I feel about this, I want you to know that. And now that you know that, I'm gonna trust that we're gonna make changes going forward. So let's go do something else.
3: Well, you know, I'm, I'm from a different country, I'm, and she's from here. And where are you from? Colombia. Uh-huh. And
2: uh, there's, some, there's
3: certain stereotypes with uh, how women does their job in their house, and how men does different things in the house. So to overcome the stereotype of the tradition that I have is not
2: easy. Even though I know I know that am an American girl. Yeah, she's very American. <laughs> Tell me about it. And you're in America. And it doesn't mean that you abandon or you disrupt your culture, but you also have to recognize that she has a culture as well. I've had the pleasure of knowing a lot of Colombians, and... I don't think you would find any professionals down there that would endorse name calling and and getting yes. aggressive and physical. In fact, there is a tremendous commitment uh, to family respect and, and dignity and unity in Columbia, true? Absolutely. It's a very family-based society. It's not at all what you're doing here. It may be the contrast that bring out the frustration. And but you know, to sit down and have a discussion about those things inspires understanding but yelling and screaming because she doesn't behave consistent with an expectation you have is A, not a Colombian value and B, won't work. Now, I I, I wanna help you guys with this and what I wanna do is I I wanna get a professional involved with y'all to sit down with you and and make a list of things that you think you disagree about and help you problem solve. You're getting overwhelmed. I I really wanna get you some help with that. I wanna give you a wake up call here I've never been under the misapprehension that we do eight minutes. gonna keep us posted? Yes. All right, next we're revealing the number two to do with parents and many moms and dads out there are doing it. I'm gonna tell you what it is and I'm gonna tell you what the impact is that you don't know after the break.
5: two sets of twins. My husband and I can't seem to discipline our children. Don't raise your hands at me. Come here. What's wrong with you? Listen to me. Go. Stand in the corner. Keep it
0: up. Through the whole building, you can hear him screaming. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just it keep
3: hurt. it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys
3: and girls, we're the Brav Bros. Oh. No. Oh. Wow. Dude. Stop with the voice. Just keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job.
2: I really want you to pay attention to today's topic because we're talking about the top three biggest mistakes you don't know you're making that may end up having a really adverse effect on you. Doing this show for the last eight years, I've seen so many couples struggle with how to discipline their children. And there is a right and a wrong way to do it. It's, it's really not as hard as you might think if you can get on the same page. Now Nedra and Nikio have two sets of twins under four two sets of twins under four. So I have no problem understanding why they came here. They wanted a break. <laughs> um, it's uh, I, can, I can totally understand it. Now Nikyo says that Nedra undermines his authority while Nedra thinks that his punishment.
5: Listen to me, don't raise your hands at
2: me. I feel like I would I have, have to spank him all table. day long.
5: I have two sets of twins. My husband and I can never agree on disciplining our older son. Come here. Go. Stand in the corner. Keep it up. We have, like, differences in opinion.
0: She mainly yells at him a lot.
5: Hello, I am talking to you.
0: And me, I'm more of, like, physical with him.
5: If I tell him to go stand in the corner, I need him to stand at attention for at least 10 minutes. I don't want him to be moving around, fidgeting like he's doing right now.
0: putting him there because I don't want to hit him.
5: Why are you wet? Did you pee on yourself? You did, didn't you? What did I tell you about peeing on yourself? Huh? What did I say? Do not pee on yourself. I was raised in a home where you do something, you get disciplined. And it's not just like with a whip. It can be with an extension cord, um, radio cord. And I don't want to repeat the same cycle with my children.
0: Whenever I discipline my son, my wife will come and give him a hug and, you know, oh, it's OK. And then look at me and say, oh, why are you being so mean to him, you know? I'm...
5: Both of us tend to undermine each other when it comes to disciplining them.
2: What we're doing is not working. You've had trouble watching.
5: Because I love them so much saw myself spanking her.
2: (laughs) Do you think maybe you shouldn't do that? Or are you one of those that says, spare the rod, spoil the child?
5: I am sometimes, but I think what the problem is, is I know what it's like to do something and get spanked, so that's all I really know, and I think that I'm passing it on to my kids. Mm -hmm. How about
2: you? you? You think that it's best to spank them when they do wrong?
0: I know it's not best that's why I'm here, because I know that's what I've been
2: doing. Well, I mean, no, maybe it is. Let me tell you, there's a school of thought out there that says, spare the rod, spoil the child. I mean, maybe it's the right thing to do.
0: That's the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's what my mom believed. So that's what I give to my kids.
2: Yeah, so it's just a legacy. Yes. It's what you got, and, that's, and how were you spanked?
0: You know, with belts, um, sometimes extension cords, um, switches. Do you think that
2: was wrong? Yeah, I did. But yet you're modeling the behavior, right? Yes, I am. Let me ask y'all something? Are are y'all under the impression that your children are hard of hearing? (laughs) (laughs) They act like it at times. (laughs) Are you under the impression that if you say things louder, that their comprehension and retention is enhanced in some way?
0: when i raise my voice i just want them to know i mean what i'm saying at the moment
2: i was wondering because you all were kind of one-on-one but you were just really yelling and that kind of creates chaos
5: i, I don't know i think because i'm from a yeah. where are you from st vincent
2: st vincent do they scream a lot down there <laughs> <laughs> i've got a picture of your little ones right now and they're in the green room oh they're just as cute as they can be i notice your son there has a mohawk going <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I've got a reverse mohawk, and it, 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 it works for me. Um, look, here's the thing. Let, let me just be real clear with you all about what I'm saying about mistakes that you don't know you're making. You, you might know that, oh, I shouldn't have yelled right then, right? When you yell at kids and, and you spank them and you have aggressive behavior with them, uh, do you know that as many as 60% of those kids are going to grow up to be aggressive in their relationships with other people? Not just as parents in their relationships with other people. If they get hit at home, they just go out and hit other people. Now, that's and the research is broad on that. It's somewhere between 30 and 60%. But, I mean, you're kind of training them to do that. There's also some pretty impressive research that might shock you and people at home that kids that have been spanked as a group have an IQ five points lower at the... um, While while my son, his speech is kind of delayed. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Yes. And, by the way, is what you're doing working?
5: It seems like he's getting more angry and more rebellious, like, every day. (laughs) It doesn't seem to get better. It's getting worse. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong.
2: It doesn't work. So, like, if you were trying to push a rock up a hill with a noodle... And it didn't work, but you say, "Well, I don't know what else to do." So, <laughs> you'd just still be out there trying to push up a rock up a hill with a noodle? No, I wouldn't do that. You'd, you'd figure something else, right? We yes. give you an alternative. That's what we need. Uh, so glad you said that. We'll be right back.
0: Tomorrow on an all-new Dr.
2: Phil. Am I the only one who acts needy while dating?
0: That's kind of rude.
2: Plus, Dr. Phil's audience confessional. price of poker went up a little bit when you can't see their face. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... If you would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445.
5: 866-437-7445. Listen to me, I'm talking to you. It's gonna be a butt next time. Do you feel bad that Mommy spanked you? Yeah. You did? You you. Yeah, I spanked you. Get up. <laughs>
2: Okay, today we're revealing the top three biggest mistakes you don't know you're making. I'm not talking about the ones you know, I'm talking about the ones you don't know you're making. It's human to make mistakes, I mean, clearly. But what happens when these mistakes have lasting effects on your family and you don't know you're making them? Now, being on the same page when it comes to disciplining your children uh, is so very important. You've got to be on the same page. Now, Nikio says that his wife Nedra is making him look like the bad guy when it comes to disciplining there are two, count them, two sets of twins. Um, and I, that's a busy time. No question about it. The number two mistake is sabotaging your child's future. The chaos that you're creating can lower their eye. At somewhere, you have to break the legacy, right? right? You guys know that what you're doing isn't working. So, in the moment. So, you know that's a mistake, right? Because you could say, I, I, I'm down there yelling at her and she's just crying and when you're when you're crying you're not learning right and the louder you yell the louder she cries and so and it just more rigid she gets right how old are the youngest set of twins one and a half okay one and a half and and you know we've asked you questions and and you're actually disciplining the one and a half year olds right mm-hmm. if they're doing something you don't want them to do and you don't put a one and a half year old in time out or spank them You just redirect them away from that to something you do want them to do. You catch them doing things right, and you just scoop them up and love them and hug them and do all the things that communicates to them, like, yeah, that was a wonderful thing that I just did. As they get older, as children get older, then they understand currency. There are things that they like to do. They might like to you know, play with a certain toy, and, and at that point, you may say, You know, you play nice here with your brother or sister here, and uh, for 30 minutes quietly, and then we're going to get all the dolls out, and you can put a timer up and show them. So they begin to say, I earned this doll, and I'm proud of that. And let me be very clear about rewarding these children with a lot of attaboys, a lot of pats on the back. Uh, you never ever let a child believe that your love and approval is conditional on their behavior. That's, that's not what I'm saying. You gotta love them when they're lovable, love them when they're not lovable. They gotta know that no matter what happens, you love them. But you don't have to love their behavior all the time, and that's a separate thing. You gotta turn that volume way, way down. I'm not one for spanking. I don't think it's a good discipline to, environment for learning, and it isn't working. Cause they, you just get tougher and they just get tougher. And then they get rebellious. Cause it, you know, there's kind of a conflict in there. It's like, y'all are supposed to love me, but you're inflicting pain on me. Yeah. So I, I think what you guys have to do is negotiate between you what the consequences are gonna be, what the redirection strategies are gonna be, and then you've gotta turn down the chaos. These children need to live in a joyous environment, a peaceful environment. And you say, "Ah, that's easy for you, Dr. Phil, you don't have two sets of twins under four. <laughs> y'all are probably wondering why I'm not throwing you under the bus here and saying that you're bad parents because you got chaos. I'm not saying that because you're not bad parents. We ask y'all and ask you millions of questions. Let me tell you something about these folks. These are nice, loving, caring parents. <laughs> I've written a book called, it came out a long time ago, but I'm, I'm going to give you a copy of that. And I'm going to mark some pages that I want you to read first. And it it is very specific parenting behavior strategies. And for you at home, I'm going to put a lot of that on the website. And if you need further help with that, then I'm going to get it for you. But we, what we need to do is calm down because what you're doing is creating children you really don't. All right, coming up, find out why my next guest has a lot in common with many of you out there. And we're talking about the three biggest mistakes you don't even know you're making. and She's guilty of number three in a big way. We'll be right back. <laughs> DrPhil.com brought to you in part by travel consideration provided by We've been talking about the top three biggest mistakes that you all could be making without even knowing it. And I hate that if, you're, if I'm making a mistake and I don't know it, I don't know what the impact is. So that's what we're trying to talk about today. And if you're doing it, you could be jeopardizing things way down the road. Now, anyone who's been following the news for the past year Uh, knows that a lot of smart people made some pretty big mistakes when it comes to handling finances. Our government did it, the companies did it, and some of us did it. My next guest, Liz, is no exception. She is guilty of number three, destroying your financial future.
1: Dr. Phil, I have a lot of decisions to make. My condo... I bought on a whim. So obviously I knew nothing about common fees, taxes. Do I foreclose on my condo that I can't afford to pay since I lost my job? My student loans kick in in June. If I can't pay the bills that I have now, I cannot afford an additional $600 a month is my reason for going to grad school just to defer my student loans. This is the entrance to my office. My mom put the sign up here, finds consignments. I have a lot of gorgeous designer clothes that I have here that I list on eBay. When you're selling stuff to make your own living, it's scary. Am I fooling myself and thinking that because I've got this time on my hands that I can even start my own business? School is now tied into the condo, is now tied into the job, is now tied into starting my own business, is now tied into life, and I'm like sitting there like a nervous wreck like, what do I do? That's the insanity of my life. Thank you.
2: Well, that was Liz, and uh, I brought in reinforcements for you, okay? Sitting right next to you here is Marilyn Logan, known as the Money Lady, Uh, and she's joining us today.
6: You know, I want to congratulate her for being uh, trying to be a homeowner. That's absolutely However, you, you didn't borrow that money for and the so down payment. That's not the good part of the gap. You yeah. need to save your own money. So that was kind of like a money mistake. Right. And actually, to, you could make that money. Even if you're working in McLean, pulling <throat> money out of your house is mm-hmm. something that someone does when they have their home. So there was no equity really to pull out. So you pull money out of the home. At and that was credit card debts that were at a higher um apr
1: so okay, it let's was...
2: talk about that for a second because i want people at home to understand your thought process right. there is a logic to your thought process you say right. i can get this loan and it's a lesser interest rate mm-hmm. than this so i can take a lower interest rate loan to pay off a higher interest rate loan and i'm therefore making money i'm, I'm creating cash flow by reducing interest income But the huge problems with that are you wind upside down in a really big loan. You owe more than this asset is worth. And in many states, when you take out an equity loan, Mm -hmm. your home is no longer protected. It can now be taken away from you. If you default on a small loan, they can take your house, sell it right out. True?
6: Absolutely.
1: So now that I'm in this situation, do I look at foreclosure as a viable option? Do I keep working with the bank that... I knew I was losing my job early earlier this year, and I contacted the bank right away, as everyone says that I should. And I'm not getting any assistance from them. I've offered, I, I thought I came up with what seemed to be um, mutually beneficial, you know, options that I would do a, a loan deferment, like my student loans are deferred while I'm in school. I thought that was a good option, um, do a good faith effort, and they've said
6: no to everything.
1: Well, so you're doing
2: I, the right thing to be opening the dialogue. There's no question about right. that. But Marilyn, go ahead.
6: I want you to first admit that what you did right, borrowing too much money. It's already done. I know. And no one put a gun to your head and start all over again.
2: Okay. And do it the right way. But what you're saying is that's already done. Let's not beat a dead horse here. What do I do now? Right. But if you go into the next phase with the same mindset you had in the last phase, you're going to make more. You don't borrow your way out of trouble. Of course. And you're thinking about going back to graduate school. You're fleeing to graduate school because it can affect cash flow, right?
1: one of the reasons I'm considering it at this stage. But you can't
2: afford to not be working right now. I mean, you, right. you, you've you got to have a job. You can't afford to be going to graduate school because you've got a debt load.
1: Oh, I'll do school and, and work at
6: the same
2: time. Well, then it's do two I've jobs. Then do two jobs. Okay. If you can do one job in one school, then do two jobs because you've Sounds got a good. debt load. I mean, that's the reality of where you are.
6: Right.
2: And But we've, we've got to fight our way out of this, right? I want you to start over it
6: and do it the right way, and it's okay to start over. Okay. There's nothing wrong with taking a baby step backwards right. to take giant steps forward. Sure. So what I want you to do is to call me to sell your condo at a short sale, which means, for example, if you owe hundred thousand dollars, you're asking the loan they said for no about to that. <laughs> eighty-five thousand dollars. All And the reason why that first lender, you have three loans. I want you to understand the reason why. is because you owe that first lender, the main lender. low amount of money. You only owe them a little over Mm $100,000. And you had the equity in your house, but you took it out. Mm -hmm. And so their attitude is that you've already spent your money. Mm -hmm. So for them, why should they? Because they know that they can sell that condo at a foreclosure and at least get their 104. Mm -hmm. Now those other two... All, all all three loans are the same lender. That's even worse than because now. (laughs) No, no, no. No. I'm saying,
2: I'm saying it's good. You got one person to convince, but you got one person to convince. You don't have to get three people in line.
6: You surely do. So you got one. You need to let them know they can take the property back and sell it at auction and get less, or and have it abandoned. They don't want that property abandoned right now. And if I were you, what, what I would do, I would take pictures of everything in there and I would sell my condo totally furnished. It's there, been I, on
1: the market for six months. I've gotten no offers. There's has, nine.
6: Has a, has a, and then I want you to, because someone who's living there might have a cousin, a sister, or a brother. You need to be very there's active in selling. There's nine units sign. in my
1: building that are <clears throat> for sale, too, and mine's at, a, at okay, an average but, price. But so. here's,
2: here's what you're saying. Look, and, and let me be real clear here, because you, you want to be uh, argumentative about this, and, which is fine. I mean, say whatever you want. You're the one that bought it. Right. You're the one that got the second loan. You're the one that got the third loan. You're the one that created this. We're trying to help you, and you can get pissed off about it if you want to, that you've gone at this from a standpoint where you got some no's. That doesn't mean that you quit asking. Right. It means you keep fighting back, and the point is you may have to, to exit this in some way that now you may owe $120,000. When it's all said and done, you may owe 30 and have nothing to show for it, but you've reduced your indebtedness by $90,000, I mean, you can you can help yourself here, but you're gonna have to be willing to go into a liquidation survival mode. Right. And if they tell you no, and, you're, and if that's right, they just say no, 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 they do want you to abandon it, they do wanna foreclose it, then that may be the reality of where what she's telling you is you ask, ask, ask. When they say no, you ask again. And if they finally say, get out of that house and give me the keys, then it's not your option, then you do walk away from it. But right now, you still have some fight left in you.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just on the phone with a And
2: you can give her some talking points to say to that person. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. You can always stop by drphil.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. I'd like to thank all of my guests today, including Marilyn Logan, the money lady, and author of the book, I Can't Afford to Marry You. Please send in your questions at drphil.com, and you can also check out my blog at blog.drphil.com, or you can tweet me on Twitter. Uh, Thanks for being here. So long. always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. I'd like to thank all of my guests today including Marilyn Logan, the money lady and author of the book I Can't Afford to Marry You. Please send in your questions at DrPhil.com and you can also check out my blog at blog.drPhil.com or you can tweet me on Twitter. Uh, Thanks for being here. So long.